Hello and welcome back to the Harvard Hoops podcast. This is episode 105. I'm your host, Liam, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, future NBA All-Star, potentially, we'll find out today, Ben Jones. How you doing, mate? Oh, let's see if I've made the cut. Small point guard, good passer, strong defense, bad ankle injuries. That's the scouting report we've got to deal with. That's there it. you go. Hey, um, sound exactly like Steph Curry. <laughs> exactly, Steph Curry. How have you been? As a uh, Cleveland Cavalier fan, still a good season for you. Still enjoying basketball. And as we yeah. get towards exciting All-Star weekend, uh, things are looking good. In Cleveland as well. So I'm very buoyant at the moment. Yeah, true. Um, roll on. Hopefully, February half term as well. Might be able to watch it all. Oh, yeah, true. You'll be off work then as well, which is good. Absolutely. Good for your schedule. But, um, yeah, we are back after a couple of weeks uh, away. Today, we are going to talk about our usual winners and losers, all the, the latest kind of gossip and news around the NBA. Uh, and then we're going to also do our all-star picks uh, as right now, because I don't think much is going to change between now and, and when all-star comes around. Um, like you said, it's in Cleveland. Uh, I read yesterday there's going to be very limited restrictions, so I'm expecting uh, All-Star Weekend should be a good crowd and all the events back on. It should be fun. Yeah, fingers crossed, because that's what makes it really... It's for, it's for the fans, isn't it? The crowd's got to be there to be creating that atmosphere and, and pushing the players on, because the players actually love it as well. It's a, it's a really nice time for them all. Yeah, so special as events. I don't know, it might be the first weekend that Cleveland posted it, or definitely in the last 10 or 15 years since I've been watching it, but, but yeah, maybe not. Yeah, I don't think it's off the top of my head. I'm pretty sure it's not their first, but it's definitely the first, the first in the time in, in my reporting years. Fair enough. Uh, yeah, we're going to talk about some winners and losers first. NBA been crazy, to be honest. I think since we last recorded, we've had three different teams be the one seed in the East. We've had two teams flip-flop being the uh, one seed in the West. We've had a different sixth-place West team. Uh, I read yesterday, something like 19 of the last 20 days, there has been a different sixth or seventh seed in the West. So things are just really up and down at the moment. So let's kick it off with some winners and losers, mate. Let's talk about the landscape of the NBA. We'll go. Let's go positive note first. Uh, give us a, a winner of the week. Um, let's look. Which winner should I go for first? Um, um, I'm going to talk about him. the Cavs again. We've <laughs> mentioned them up top. We're mentioning them again now. Um, what an incredible team they've been this season. Bear in mind, their leading scorer went down early in the season. Their backup point guard went down out for the rest of the season as well. They've had people in and out of protocols. They've had injuries to their big men as well. But they have managed to pull out some really, really good wins on this roller coaster journey. And one of the most unexpected points is that Kevin Love's been playing really well lately. Um, he got 20 points, uh, 6 of 12 shooting the other night. Um, and the role he's in at the moment fits him and suits him really well because... They've got people like Mobley and Allen that's going to be stepping in and, and fighting with the big bodies in that rotation, even when he's out there with the second unit. They, they've got a chance to do that. And he just has to kind of peel out to that three-point line and let it fly. Um, it's really, really good. Did not see that coming this season. Um, I'm just very, very intrigued now to see what they do at trade deadline. Because I'm 
not convinced they're going to hold on to him. I feel like if a team offers something good enough in return, they will let Kevin Love go. However, they've got to get some scoring back if they are going to let him go. So it could be uh, looking at what's out there, maybe like a Karis Levert from the Pacers could be a good option, get a scoring kind of guard forward in instead of Kevin Love. But um, Cleveland on two-game winning streak, eight and two in their last 10. Um, and currently fifth in the East, one game back from first. That's how tight it is. <laughs> that is crazy, isn't it? Crazy. Um, what's Kevin Love got? Two years on his deal or more? Uh, I believe it's two. I will look it up on the fly. Yeah, I think two two sounds about right. But yeah, he has done well. I heard him talking about his role off the bench. Uh, he also tried to fight someone the other day, which I found. Ludo, I believe, he tried to fight, which was quite fun. I think he would lose yeah. that fight. but Absolutely. But um, yeah, no, Cavs have been good. We'll talk about a couple of their players, I'm sure, later on with the All-Stars. But um, yeah, their their projection went up before the season. They, I mean, they've absolutely demolished it already. Uh, I think 538 now have the Cavaliers at something like 81% chance to make the playoffs. Uh, wow. Yeah, which is it's just crazy, isn't it? Uh, and I think their strength of schedule rating as well from 538 was relatively middle. Uh, yeah, it's, quite, it's bang on the middle in the East. So there's a lot of games coming up in the next three, two and three months that you should win. Um, so I just think the season's just been better than anyone could have thought. They've won, what, two of their last games. They beat the Nets a few games ago. I watched that. It was like 114 to 107. Uh, I watched them beat the Knicks, actually. I think today I watched that. It was last night. I can't remember. Um, yeah, they played last night. So it must have been this morning. Uh, Knicks weren't great in that game, but I thought the Cavaliers have played well. Uh, the offense looks as good as ever. Still a young team, and uh, I think the coaching staff probably takes a lot of credit for everything, to be honest. Yeah, JB Bickstaff has really stepped in. The guys he's brought in with him have been incredible as well. Um, there's real good camaraderie in, in the locker room as well, which you don't see with all teams around the league. There's definitely some friction going on in, in other teams, but these guys seem to be a really close-knit bunch. Um, so it's great to see. Um, keep it up, Cleveland, yeah. And uh, he has this season, 21-22, 31.3 million. And nice. then next season, 22-23, 28.9 million. So it's going down a little bit next season. Yes, yeah, someone might be more um, feel more palatable trying to trade for him at this stage of his contract rather than a couple of years ago then when he had that, those four years left and it was seen as a really bad deal. Interesting. Uh, I'll go to my winner then. We'll keep with the homerism. I've gone with the Dallas Mavericks, winners of 12 of their last 14 games. Uh, unfortunately, day after a bad loss we're recording, but let's put that to the side for the <laughs> winner's segment. Pretend we recorded this a day earlier. <laughs> uh, yeah, 12 out of the last 14, up to fifth in the West. They're three games behind the Jazz, who have lost a few games in the last month. Um, so kind of caught up with them a little bit. Before last night, they were three games ahead of six, so they did put a bit of breathing space there. Uh, their defence since December the 1st is now number one in the NBA. Uh, if you look at efficiency rankings, they're number one for the whole season in defence. Uh, they're middle of the pack for offence, which you hope would improve. Obviously, Pozingis is now back from his COVID bout and then injuries. Luca seems to have got that ankle injury kind of away. Uh, unfortunately, Tim Hardaway did go down last night. He's fractured his foot or bone in his foot. And that's a problem because there's a lot of rumours the Mavs are going to try and use his contract to trade for someone else. But um no one's going to be trading for him now. But I think overall, 
Uh, the roster looks really good. A couple of guys off the bench like Jalen Brunson and Josh Green that have really improved. Uh, they may even look to trade Jalen Brunson because he's on his last year of his deal to try and get something for him. But I think defensively they've looked really good and you just hope as the season goes on, maybe when the playoffs come around, the offense can go closer to what it was last year uh, with a better defense is the plan. But I still expect them to probably add Dragic and, and maybe one more player. Um, so yeah, things are going pretty well for the Mavs regardless of that loss. And I just think settling into... For me, pretty comfortably, the fifth best team in the West, if that makes sense. Before, I was a bit worried, are they going to finish 7-8? But I do see them as the fifth, if not fourth, best team in the West, um, which I think is better than what I thought six weeks ago. Yeah. uh, This is a team that I've done... Every time I look at them, they've done better than I thought they were doing. If that makes sense? Like, I I look at their roster and I hear the the headlines and I, I watch a bit of play here and there. I think, ah, oh, they're not doing so well this season. But actually, when you look at it, they've had a couple of nice little winning streaks knitted together, which has really kept them in the running at the moment. Uh, and plus, it helps that everybody in the West, it seems at the moment, is, well, bar one or two teams, is kind of like wrestling with each other for places here. Yeah, a bit up and down, isn't it? Absolutely, yeah. And Paul Zingas has done a really good job when Luke has been out of keeping this team afloat. Um, I, I think it's just taken a while for them to find their feet with this new coaching style from Jason Kidd. I think it is slowly coming through. It'd be interesting to see how they do stand up in, in a playoff run because Jason Kidd hasn't, when he was with the Bucks, it wasn't as successful. But however, his time with other coaches and with other teams, maybe he's developed his coaching style and it's going to really help them in the playoffs. Um and it goes to say something like I'd got used to Paul Zingas having awful games, but last night I was very shocked to see him having a low-scoring night, um, which doesn't happen very often anymore. He, he's usually contributing really, really nicely, um, defensively and offensively, we've seen lately. So it's a shame for him to take that little dip there, but I don't see why he won't pick it straight back up. Yeah, they played Portland tonight as we're recording, so it's back-to-back, so... He'll hope that he can have a better day. But you're right, he was getting like, I think there was a six-game span where it was 21 points plus and three blocks a game, uh, or yeah. nearly three, two and a half blocks a game. Some of that's because he had two six-block games. But um, yeah, just really more versatile, much better movement on defence. And he's kind of been played at centre a little bit more at times, which probably helps with the blocks rather than having to go out and guard a power forward on the perimeter all the time. But, um, but yeah, I've been impressed. I do think they need to make a move. The Hardaway stuff does suck because his contract is perfect to move because it does go down in years as well. So it's a, if you can attach something to it pick-wise, you could probably have got a good player for him. But maybe now they're going to have to trade Brunson or maybe they'll just go with what they've got and say, look, we're going to have to just wait till next summer to do something. But we'll see. We'll see what they want to do. But they, they are a winner for me. Uh, next winner for you, mate. Who have you got? We cannot not talk about the Phoenix Suns. They are on another absolute tear at the moment. The only team in the NBA currently not in double digits in the losses column, uh, firmly atop of that Western Conference. And it's all because of their superstars, basically. Jason, uh, Jason, what am I talking about? Devin Booker (laughs) has been phenomenal for them through the first three quarters scoring in bunches they're getting good contributions from everybody else in their team especially their bigs and then mr fourth quarter chris paul himself just takes over in the clutch 
whether he is hitting those little twos, getting screen and rolls with the uh, with the big man. It doesn't matter which big man it is. He's making it work. He's making them look incredible. Um, he's hitting deep threes when he needs to. He's slowing the pace. He's up in the pace. He's just in full control in the fourth quarters. They, they're playing absolutely incredible. And they're on a seven-game winning streak. And some of the teams in there, um, they've been tough opposition. There's no doubt about it. Not top opposition, but some tough opposition. So uh, I wonder if they can match or beat their win streak from earlier on in the season. How many games was that? I think it was 20 uh, or 19. Tough. Got the Nets and Jazz, 76ers, Bucks coming up. So it should be fun. But yeah, in terms of their season, you're, you're spot on. Uh, they were top of my list to mention as well next. Uh, 37 and 9 overall, what they 9 and 1 last 10, 7 win streak, like you said. Uh, top of the NBA in clutch scoring again, which is actually, if you include OKC, this is the third team in a row of uh, Chris Pauls that have been top yep. of that statistic. Um, which it was, it was more impressive, obviously, at OKC, because that is just crazy. But even in the Suns, do you know what I mean? It's just, it proves how key he is. Um, against the Mavs, he went off in the fourth quarter, ran the whole game, and, and they beat us. And that was a game where we were. I'm not leading the whole way through. There was a lot of lead changes, but we were in the game the whole way through. No one really got a big lead on anyone. Um, but then in the fourth quarter, they pulled away from us when I watched that live. And I was just very impressed with Jay Crowder's contribution as well. Um, Mikel Bridge wasn't as good that night, but Cam Johnson was really good on D. Jay Crowder was shooting the ball well that night. He shot the ball well the other night as well. Um, so I think their stars are playing really well. But I think the role players have also impressed me a lot. Uh, and that's all with John Dre Ayton not playing as much at all this yeah. season, which I think is even more impressive, especially for the defence. Absolutely, because, yeah, when you look at it, fourth in offensive rating, second in defensive rating, that is a championship contending team, no matter how you look at it. And they're still messing their best defensive piece. It's it's a little scary. This, this Suns team is legit. It's real. Um, it was an 18-game winning streak, by the way. Sorry. Um, so... I mean, they're well away on on track to catching up with that. I know they've got some tough games coming up, but the way they're playing, you can't see them not beating everybody from this point onwards. Yeah, they're uh, on 538. Their chance of getting to the finals is 32%, and their chance of winning the finals is 19%. Uh, that is a lot higher than someone like the Warriors, which is like 10% for both. Do you know what I mean? Like the, their projections for the analytics crew is incredible. Um, so the numbers support them analytically of how good they are. When you watch them, you can tell. Uh, I've just been very impressed, like I said, with their defence and their, and their fourth quarter scoring. Um, we'll talk about a couple of their players probably later on individually, but um, yeah, definitely definitely good shout. Uh, I've got another Western Conference team then, if I can't say the Suns. I've actually gone with the Minnesota Timberwolves. Okay. They're also uh, similar to the Mavs. They are 7-3 and three in their last 10. Uh, they have won two games in a row. They are seventh in the Western Conference with a 24-23 and 23 record. Uh, they got a pretty good chance, actually, um, in terms of making the playoffs compared to their preseason projections. So uh, most sites have them at like an 80% chance of making the playoffs, but that is actually the play-in as well, um, yep. which is pretty good. Uh, they're going to smash their win total over early on already. Uh, Carl Anthony Towns will be discussed later probably in the, the all-star discussions. He's been playing well. Uh, we're coming off a night where Anthony Edwards scores 40 points 
uh, in a win against the Trailblazers and then says that he wants to be MVP next season. Uh, in the last four games, they've scored 136, 109, 122, 112, 120, 110, 125, and 141, if I go back another game. So they are scoring machines at the moment. Uh, and I've just been very impressed, actually, with Cat uh, and Edwards together. Uh, I do actually like the duo as a long-term option uh, if they want to make it work. But uh, I think they just won a lot more close games than they have done before, beating a lot better opposition than the last time we recorded. And I'm just impressed where they sit, really, in the West. I know things are going to change. AD's back. Are the Lakers going to improve, etc.? But at the moment, I'm just impressed where Minnesota sit in the whole kind of picture of the NBA. Yeah, Um Looking at the roster at the beginning of the season, I really liked the way they were building. It didn't seem to kind of start the way they wanted to do. They were on a bit of a losing streak. They, this team's been massively streaky, it seems. They've had, what's it, that six-game losing streak and then a five-game winning streak, six-game losing And it's just, it's been streaky. They've, they've had their ups and downs. They need to find that consistency is, is their next step going forward. And I think it seems to me that I think they need to kind of maybe reshuffle and, and, and have a chat about who's leading this team, how are we playing, and what pieces do we need around those guys. Um, for me, Anthony Edwards needs to be the main ball carrier and everything goes through him. I think D'Angelo Russell needs to play off the ball and take a bit of a shooter's role. Um, and Carl Anthony Towns is the second option um, playing inside out there. Um, yeah. And spreading the floor for when Anthony Edwards makes those crazy drives and, and dunks, and because um, we know he can shoot as well. And with that core three for me is incredible because they're all still relatively young as well. Um, it's just what can they fit around this core now? Because Minnesota isn't a particularly big market; they're going to have to do something special to attract other role players to come play for them, play with them. And this season could be the start of them starting to build some momentum and attract some other good players to their to their team. Yeah, I completely agree. Uh, I do actually see a potential Russell trade. The only issue with that is upsetting Kyle Anthony Towns. But uh, I do see if you could trade Russell and, and maybe improve around them, him, then maybe that could work quite well. Maybe get a veteran point guard in the summer. Uh, and then trade Russell for a couple of wing players. Um, I know they don't need him, but Sacramento, for example, they've got spare wing players, something like that. Uh, I just think if you had this team with, I don't know, whoever at backup point guard, and then you had uh, Harrison Barnes and Buddy Heald shooting next to Edwards and Cat, two players that don't need the ball that much, playing with Cat and Edwards, who do need the ball quite a lot, I think that would work quite well, rather than having three ball-dominant guys. So I do think... Sure. For the long-term success, whatever they do with Russell will be key if they move him. Um, but yeah, for this season, I agree. I think keep putting the ball in Edwards' hands. Russell's done really well, actually, in terms of his attitude, adjusting to not having the ball as much, and his shooting percentages have been okay this season. So I do think for this season, it's spot on. They can get themselves a playoff berth and, and go to the next step. And then in the summer, I would definitely look at trying to just add another wing player um, with that money that Russell's on. But um, I agree with you. They've impressed me. Uh, the key for them is now getting that consistency, isn't it? Like you said, it's okay to lose two games in a row. That's fine. But you can't go on these six-game win streaks, six-game lose streaks. I think yeah. if they could just kind of improve that efficiency, especially at home, I think they could not necessarily get six spot, but they could really solidify themselves in a top eight play place, which means you only have to win one play-in game then. 
yeah, uh, it just undoes all their hard work when they do that up and down streaks. Um, and I think they kind of it becomes sort of self-perpetuating then. They get annoyed that they're losing, so they lose motivation, lose energy, lose fire, and they lose again. And it takes yeah. them like four games to get themselves back into a, a better mind frame to then go out and win again. And they need to reset that in some way. Yeah, you can definitely see it when they're in their slumps as a team. Their defence suffers more than anything. That's when they stop being good defensively and that's when things go really wrong for them. Because they can always put up, put up points. But when they stop giving up uh, effort on the other end, that's when things get tough for them. So if they can kind of improve the defensive effort and try and stay in games on the road a bit more, um, then you never know they could improve that, which would be good for them because they're only one or one and a half games back from the Nuggets and, I don't know, four, what's that, four games, three and a half games back from the Mavs. So, uh, and ideally for them, top eight is great, but if you finish sixth, you don't have to play a playing game. Do you know what I mean? I just think, yeah. the, the, we said about this all last season with the new format, top six does mean a lot more now than it used to. Back in the day, one, two, three, and four meant a lot because of home court advantage. But now... Five and six do mean a lot because you don't have to play that extra game. So I'm sure that's what the Timberwolves will be aiming for. We'll track the progress, see how they get on. Uh, have you got anyone else you'd like to add to the winners before we move to losers? Uh, I'd just honourably mention one or two. We won't go into too much detail because we've got a lot to talk about and debate today. But um, lo- oh no, no losers. <laughs> winners, Bucks, three-game winning streak. Yeah. Um, winners, yeah. Lakers. I had the Bucks and Warriors on the same path just because they've won three and their both their offenses have looked quite nice in the last ten days or so. Maybe they've gone out of a slump they had a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, I was going to mention the Warriors as well, um, and just the Lakers beating the Nets, even though the Nets haven't got many of their key players. But they're also a winner because they've got Anthony Davis back. Um, That's true. It seems like they've he's kind of made an instant impact if you kind of take it on surface level. I agree. That is definitely a big thing for them to be back, and I'm sure we might actually talk about it a bit later, actually, as well. But, yeah. Um, let's move to, lo- to losers. Uh, I'll start us off with a clear loser, and part of this is just because I've got a friend that supports this team, and I want to wind him up because he's been a, a bit of a pain about the NFL this week, so why not annoy him and say his Sacramento Kings are losers of the week. Uh, four losses in a row. They are two and eight. They now have the second 50 plus point. Maybe I don't know if it's 50 exactly, but second 50 plus loss of the season joining the OKC. Uh, they lost 128 to 75 uh, yeah. to the Celtics yesterday. Uh, one of the worst losses of the season. They still haven't traded all these players. I'm going to bang the th- bang the side now. They still haven't traded all these bloody players that we've been talking about for ages. Uh, they apparently want to build around Fox. Then some people say that that press release was only because they want people to trade more for Fox. Then they're interested in Simmons. Nothing happened with Simmons. Then you got Darren Morey coming out saying, oh, there is a deal to be done with the Kings if we can find a third team. So you've got Darren Morey pretty much saying, we actually want your players now. And they're still not doing enough to get it done. And then they go out and lose by 50 points. And you've got, I think it's the fifth time I've seen uh, Alvin Gentry call out their um, kind of ambition and effort. And we're going to call a team-only meeting and all this. And it's just like, when will they learn? Like, they're now 13th, 18 and 31. And I just think they're one of the worst teams in the NBA again. But their roster is not one of the worst teams. So they need to shake it up and shake it up now. 
Yeah, it's clearly not working, is it? We've we've talked about it before. It's just, yeah, they're not gelling. That's the bottom line of it. They're not gelling whatsoever. They've got a lot of pieces there. They need to either completely blow up or focus on one or two of those players and reset around them because, yeah, it's just, it's not working. Um, And it's a shame because there's some really good talent on that roster. And for whatever reason, it's not working there. And it'd be nice to see them all get a fresh start. So, yeah, blow it all yeah. up. Yeah, and if they want to build around Halliburton and Fox, that's fine. But you, you've got Holmes, yeah. you've got Bagley, you've got Barnes, you've got Heald. You should be at least trading two of them players. At least, in my yeah. opinion, if not three. Um, and if you include David Mitchell, maybe you want to get a star and someone asks for David Mitchell, then whatever, include him as well. But, yeah, they need to do something because they've been terrible for the last probably three weeks, two and a half weeks. And we're just getting closer and closer to trade deadline day. I think we're only a couple, two weeks away now. And uh, I just think they're desperate to do something. But we'll, we'll watch it. Hopefully, we'll be having an emergency pod where they trade for Ben Simmons and we can really try and be positive about the Kings. That's that's the that's the plan. Yeah, right. but, but we, we should see. Um, I don't know if Kings were on your list, mate, but uh, who have you got left on yours? No, no, it's fine. Um, a loser I have are the Washington Wizards. Four game losing streak. Um, whatever magic that they found earlier, pun intended, <laughs> in the season, um, they seem to be losing it. They're, they're not doing very well at the moment. Um, Do you know that would have only really been funnier if they'd have just lost to the magic as well? <laughs> yes, if only. Um, some of the games they've lost have, have been quite close. They've been uh, one point to the Clippers, which you know, they put up a good fight against a good team there. And uh, one point to uh, Nets, Brooklyn. Yeah, four, yeah. Points, so, three, four points to the Raptors as well. Yeah, so they've been close games. But then the loss to Boston was uh, <laughs> by quite a big margin, 20-ish points. So, well, more than that. But it's kind of where we were looking at the team from the outside in at the beginning of the season. They've over achieved in my opinion still um kuzma's played above his station compared to where he's been previous season the, the, all the new players seem to have settled in well they had loads of injuries loads of players out and they seem to have kind of kept themselves afloat but i just don't see what where this team goes they've got so many pieces that could contribute but aren't contributing or aren't playing well for whatever reason or they they need to make a few moves here and really kind of double down on who it is that they're building around. Are they going to continue around Bradley Beal? If so, is the way that the roster's constructed helping him? I, I don't think so. This is one of his worst performances for a couple of seasons. Um in, in my opinion, uh, and I think the, probably all his shooting stats will probably back it up as well. But yeah, or do they commit into the, their younger players like Hachimura and, and Advia and those kind of guys? It's a bit of a mess of a team at the moment. Yeah, it is. I think I actually would maybe um, carry on with the losing for the season, but trade, uh, I'd probably trade Bradley Beal. He is, some of his shooting percentages are really dropping off. Some of his effective kind of shooting percentages, efficiency-wise, have dropped off. 
Uh, still a good player, really, really good. But he has dipped this season. He's had a few more injuries as well since the last playoff run or play-in run. Uh, and I think maybe now, especially as he's the one who wants to stay, do you know what I mean? You don't have to kind of dismiss his legacy and you could say, look, we're just going to s- trade you because we need to rebuild or we've got a great offer. And he, you don't have to have the whole thing that everyone keeps saying, oh, when's Bradley Beal going to ask to leave Washington? You can kind of mutually agree just this is the right time. Uh, and I don't think that's because he's the problem. I just think the team is not right to go to the next level yet. I think it'll take so long that by the time they're ready he may be slightly worse or slightly declined or value would have gone down. So I think maybe take advantage of that now. Have your team full of role players and then see if you can draft a star uh, in the next couple of drafts. But uh, I'm not sure what your thoughts on that. I know we both love Beal, but I just wonder if they could get something back because they might even be able to get a player back from him. I know they'd be able to get Ben Simmons back or maybe, yeah. I don't know who else, but someone of good quality. It won't just be one draft pick and that's it. You'll get a good haul back. So I do think maybe it's time now just for the sake of the franchise long-term, but he's their best player, so it's hard to do that. But what are your thoughts on a Beal trade? Yeah, I, I, I've been wanting Beal to get out of there for ages. I, I'm a real big Beal fan, and it's just a shame to see him wasting away there um, when he's still a really good player. Like I, I want to see him with some good players around him and and push on while he's still a star. Well, you know, that yeah. he's still, he is still an all-star, but not putting up those numbers this season. I don't want to see him waste away there and then last minute go to a team and win a championship on the bench or whatever. That would be a real shame. That would be a real nice little trade, I think, to Philly. I think that improves them. And getting Ben Simmons back, not a bad option for the Wizards either. So I I like that as a a definite option, yeah. Nice. Uh, next, lose then. I have two teams. Uh, I think you may have one of them. Not sure, so I'll go with the other one. Uh, I have the Utah Jazz as a loser. Uh, they are still sitting pretty. They're fourth in the, the Western Conference, but in the last ten games, they are two and eight. Since we last recorded, they are one and six. Uh, they're on a two-game loser streak at the moment. Uh, they had a game a couple of weeks ago, maybe ten days ago, with the not the one yesterday against the Suns. There was another game. I can't remember when it was now. Uh, I mean, it wasn't against the Suns, but I know after the game a couple of weeks ago that a reporter asked about the defence because their defence was really bad that night and has been bad in the last three weeks. And Rudy Gobert was just talking about, well, we need to all buy in. We need to more perimeter help on defence. And then he actually paused and said, you see guys like Devin Booker in Phoenix defending uh, defending his ass off all night and working hard for his team. And it almost felt like that was a dig at Donovan Mitchell for not, do you know what I mean? Like, they yeah. are pretty comparable players, and those two have had their COVID issues before. Uh, so, I do wonder what the attitude's like behind closed doors for that team because Rudy Gobert does get, like, I I don't believe he's as good defensively in the playoffs as some think he might be, but I think some of that's because the perimeter guys just get to run at him full force because nobody guards them on the perimeter. Uh, there's been Joe Ingles trade rumors yesterday that that maybe his name has been pushed around the league a little bit. Jordan Clarkson's name apparently pushed around according to Kevin O'Connor last week. So I just think at the moment, even though their analytics are great, their position in the conference is great, they've done exceedingly well in the last three regular seasons. I just think two and eight in that stretch and with all these rumours circling, I think maybe the team's is not a good position as we saw probably last season. Yeah, it's a tough one to call because of the amount of players they've had out of the lineup recently. Yeah. For me, that's their biggest issue. Um, and, and then it always takes time to, to get everybody back in and readjust to where they are. 
considering all of that, they're still fourth. I know the West is very, very tight, and one win can put them up another place or two, two and one loss can drop them another place or two. If you look at where they've been, it is the last month, month and a half, where they have really, really struggled. And I do think it is because of um, player availability, but I'm not too worried about them. They're definitely a user at the moment, that's for sure. But I'm not overly worried at the, about them at this point. Um, I feel like they should keep everybody together at this point, give this one more run before looking at trading anybody this season. Because, I mean, like, if you are trading Joe Ingles, what are you getting back for him that's, that's going to make this team better? Yeah, it's I think Jeremy... Jeremy Grant seems to be the name because they just want to add someone who can defend a guard in the playoffs. Um, which I just see, but your three-point yeah. shooting is obviously going to get worse. But I haven't watched enough Joe Ingles with his injuries this year to know, okay, has he got a lot worse in previous years? But that seems to be a rumour that the Grant maybe was a target. But yeah, I don't know. It's difficult. It's difficult yeah. to, know what to do. They're, they're a very strange team, aren't they, with how much they share their minutes around. Oh, yeah, definitely. I feel like they have tried to tackle the, the Rudy Gobert issue playoff-wise by getting in uh, like Rudy Gay and Hassan Whiteside who, and Eric Pascal, who can fill that slightly smaller lineup. I know the Whiteside is a risk. He's still seven foot, but he's been really engaged this season and can play well defensively and, and move slightly quicker than uh, Gobert. We've seen Rudy Gay play in the small ball five position, which yeah. is great. And I, I think they've got some options there. I'm, I want them to keep who we've got together and, and give it another run. I'm a fan of this Jazz team. And, and yeah, one more season. Just get through this playoff run. And if if it's no good, sack the coach. Trade the players. That's, that's where I think they should be. That's what I think they should do. <laughs> Yeah, I don't think Gobert's a problem. I just mean he hasn't got anyone to help him. That was more my point, that the perimeter defence, when you've got Connolly at his age, Mitchell, Bogdanovich, all out there together, they just seem to get blown by a little bit and it doesn't help them. Gobert having to guard centre and whoever's driving to the room. So, But yeah, I know what you mean. In terms of their schedule coming up as well, they got the Sun, they had the Suns yesterday. They got the Suns again tonight. Uh, then they got the Grizz, Timberwolves, Nuggets, Nets. Uh, then it gets a bit easier after that. So... They have got tough five games, six games coming up as well. So it'd be interesting to see if they can, I guess, turn it around a little bit. But we'll see. Ben will be there with his Jazz jersey on and cheering them on in these games, I'm sure. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, cool. That was the Jazz, mate. Who have you got next on your loser list? Uh, next on my loser list, um, I've, I know it's, it's, again, it's one of those funny ones because they're meant to be, but I put the Pistons in. They lost three in a row. Uh, lots of trade talks around them. Yeah, true. Um, I just feel like they're a bit of a mess again at the moment when it was looking really promising for a small stretch. Um, four and six in their last 10. They're four and 21 on the road uh, and seven and 15 at home. They're just, yeah, if there's a Detroit Pistons game on, I am. Avoiding at all costs, even if they're playing the Cavs. It's <laughs> um, fair enough, uh, and that's where I'm at with them. I'm just—I yeah. know they're meant to be losing, and they're meant to be 
getting these low draft picks and stuff, but I'm just they're just losers. Losers in my eyes. That's the bottom line. Yeah, I'm a little bit like that with the Rockets. Just can't I just can't tune into any Rockets games. I think some of it's probably biased from all those Rocket teams that were just so good in the regular season for so long and now it's so sad to see them so bad. But uh, even though arena's like half empty and it's just so tough to watch their games. But I think the Pistons are, are very similar. They're almost like the the Rockets of the East <laughs> with the fact yeah. that both both the teams are very young. But yeah. I just find out the Magic who've actually won less games than them more entertaining to watch on a on a nightly basis than, than probably the Pistons are. But like you said, they're trying to lose, aren't they? They want to get yeah. another player in this draft, which is a pretty nice draft class. And then I guess they would say then they want to try and then win. But um, we'll see. Sometimes teams end up trying to lose for, for a long time, but we'll see how, how they do. Um, the only other team I had to mention for kind of news reasons, um, I put the Brooklyn Nets, even though I know they have actually lost two in a row. They're 5-5 five and five in the last 10, which isn't great for a team of their standard. Uh, they are third in the East, though, so technically they're not your average loser that we talk about on the pod. But uh, since we last recorded, Kevin Durant got injured. He's going to be out for, I think it was six to eight weeks. Uh, a couple of weeks yeah. of them. That's already gone by a couple of those weeks, which is since we last spoke, which is fine. Um, Kyrie's come back into the team, but the games when they play at home and he's not there without KD, their offense has really had to rely on heavy ISO Harden, who actually has played pretty well in the last three weeks. But still... Uh, just looks incredibly heavy <laughs> to have that minutes load yeah. uh, compared to what he was back in the day. And then rumours are now circling that he is going to test free agency. He's not as happy with the Nets, allegedly, as people think. Um, he's going to go through free agency. Philly is a real possibility to go back to play with um, Darren Morey. Uh, so I just think there's a lot of stuff around the team with Harden, even though he's playing well off the field, obviously off the court and Kyrie, same situation, no home games. And KD, who was their kind of leader and best player, because he really does lead them as well in terms of on the court. Uh, he's been out as well. And then they've missed a couple of uh, other starters slash bench guys on and off. Uh, and even Paul Millsap asked for a trade because he's not playing enough in his opinion. So it just seemed like there's a lot going on there at the moment. Yeah, the, the Millsap was a baffling one for me because like, what, what did you think? In my opinion, <laughs> you've gone there to chase a, a ring. Whether you play or not is come second but apparently he feels him playing on the court is worth more than chasing a ring so fair play to him but I mean it was just a bit out of the blue I think maybe he could chase a ring but whilst playing for them maybe he yeah yeah. but I did read though I think he had like he's had 12 games injured and 8 games where they didn't bring him off the bench so he's had more games where he was injured which wasn't the Nets fault than he's had where they don't play him but Obviously, yeah. maybe you never know what goes on. When they signed him, there might have been different conversations about his minutes, and maybe that's different. But, yeah, what are your thoughts on the Harden situation? Like I say, apparently going to test free agency. There's these Philly rumours coming out. There's the Darrell link. There's the Ben Simmons link. There's trades options. There's not. There's do I trade back? Does he have an issue with Kyrie only playing home games? He says he doesn't, but then it comes out that maybe he does. What are your thoughts on the Harden situation at the moment? Uh, again, it's getting quite messy, isn't it? Um, we neither of us are massive fans of Harden, um, <laughs> if we're honest. Uh, True. I admire what he does. I admire what he's done. I just am not a fan of his playing style, should we say? Um, and I think the way he's been playing lately works when all three of the stars are there. He is that distributor, Kyrie and. Uh, KD are the scorers, and when they're getting doubled, 
he gets the ball swung to him. Nice, easy, lefty three. Here we go. And maybe he's got too comfortable playing in that kind of style. Um, and when it's all on him, like, like you said, he doesn't look particularly good in terms of he doesn't look particularly in shape at the moment. Maybe he has got a little lazy in the last couple of seasons. Like the last season he was in Houston, he didn't want to be there. He didn't care, so didn't play particularly well. Season First season at Brooklyn, he, he played really well. Was starting to look really good, really in shape. And then, yeah. A lot I of injuries, like, isn't he? Yeah. And I don't think he's particularly happy at the moment for whatever reason. So, But it'd be a shame if they put all this effort into getting those three together and he wants to blow up already. Um, but, do, you think, do you think he will re-sign in for agency? Like he said, he's going to test for agency because he's never done it before. So he's going to do it like Carmelo did. And then Carmelo obviously did come back to the Knicks when he tested for agency. Do you think after all this, maybe Harden will come back? Because obviously next year, I doubt there's going to be as stringent vaccination rules would be my guess as COVID slows. Um so maybe Kyrie thing won't be an issue. Uh, but yeah, what are your, you got Finns, I know we're miles off, but do you think he re-signs or are you more leaning towards, oh, I actually do think if this carries on, he's going to leave? Yeah, I think it'd be good for him to, to test free agency, definitely. But yeah, and I think you're right. If things carry on the way they're going, he's going to be leaving. But there's time yet. They, they might have a crazy playoff run or uh, things might change, things might look up and he might be motivated to stick around, even if he. It could be that he tests free agency and realizes there's not that much more out there for him, perhaps in terms of money, playing time, etc., compared to where he's at. So, well, I don't think playing time will ever be an issue for James Harden. I think he'll play no, every. But yeah, I agree. It's more about winning a ring, isn't it? He's never won a ring. Kyrie and KD have. Do you know what I mean? So he's got to think about it himself yeah. a little bit if he wants to win one. But yeah, I think I would agree with you. Um, cool. Well, that's losers. Let's quickly go on to game picks because we're going to finish with All-Star rather than game picks this week. 18-6 uh, to me at the moment. We've got three games to go through. Ben doesn't know what they are yet. Uh, no. I'm just going to get your pick, mate. Very quick, rapid fire. Uh, and then you can give a line on why if you want to. Uh, Jazz and Suns, part two tonight. Who is going to win and why? Suns. Jazz, underhanded, undermanned. Suns, killing them. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Uh, I just think at the moment, fourth quarter scoring is, is too good for the Suns. Uh, Saturday then, Warriors versus Nets. Still no KD. Uh, I think this is in Golden State, so Kyrie will be able to play. Who have you got? This is Golden State. Um, Clay's finding his rhythm. It's, there's going to be a game before long where he goes off big, and it could be this one. Nice, we're, we're matching up here at the moment. Uh, yeah, I'm going Warriors as well. Steph Curry's been really, really, really bad shooting percentages in the last three weeks since we last recorded. He has really dropped off the map at MVP-wise. Uh, so I'm expecting his shooting to come back as well. And like you said, Clay is finding form. Uh, last game then, Bucks versus Nuggets. I'll go first. Uh, I'm going to go with Jokic and the Nuggets to win against the Bucks. Shock the Bucks uh, in a very high-scoring, crazy game. Cool. I'll, I'll swerve on you then and I'll take the Bucks. Go on, the Giannis. The Greeks. I'm going with my Slovakians. Is he Slovakian? I believe so. Yes, nice. I like that. Cool. 
Uh, write that down. Uh, let's move on then. All Star, everyone's favourite time of the year. Uh, we picked our team. Obviously, they're not teams. There are selections, I guess, because they they do do a draft. Uh, the rules are five starters, which is three front court, two back court. The reserves, which are three front court, two back court, and then two wild cards of your choice. Would you like to go east or west, mate? I'll let you pick first. Uh, let's start in the east. I think. Cool. Well, we'll follow the same format. So let's go for your two backcourt starters first, please. Cool. Okay. My two backcourt starters from the East. I have gone DeRozan. Yep. Not really a a backcourt player, but they are letting everyone vote in as a backcourt player, which I find strange. Yeah. I, I would have much rather he had been a frontcourt player. But I don't think he'd have got in the team. He wouldn't have got in the team, would he, with front court? How good the other three are, that's the problem. That's why, I reckon, they, that's why I reckon they did it for him. But yeah, DeRozan, yeah. That's, that's the same as me, the one for one. Um, and the other one I really struggle with, because yeah. it, it literally could, could be any of another five or six. <laughs> wow, um, that's a lot. But I've gone with Trey Young. Ooh. He's got the fan vote at the moment. Everyone likes to see him shoot. He's got that reputation. He's a bit of a villain and stuff, but people like to see him play. Um, I think he is respected amongst some of the players, most of the players. Yeah. Um, but honestly, I could have rolled a dice and stuck any of my <laughs> other ones in there at this point. Yeah, he's been pretty good offensively, especially in the last six weeks. And uh, the team are on a four-game win streak as well, so they, they are turning it around a little bit, which I think is will help his all-star selection. Like I said, he is up there at the moment, second, I think, in fan votes for the backcourt. Yeah. Uh, I've gone with Levine as my other backcourt player. Uh, I think defensively, he's taken the leap this year. Uh, obviously, the Bulls, very good team. They currently sit, what's the second best record? And record in these things does normally mean something. Uh, I don't think there's anybody on the Heat who are currently above them in the backcourt that would deserve it over him. So I've kind of gone with Levine and kind of rewarded the Bulls for how good they are on offense. Nice. Um, I know they've had a bad run, but a lot of that was actually with Levine out. So um, he might not play in the game if he, they want to with the injury rehab and stuff. But uh, I still wanted to select him, so I selected uh, Sat Levine. So no Trey Young for me yet. Find out if he's in, in later on. Uh, front court then. I assume you're the same as me, which is Durant, Giannis, and Embiid, right? Yes. However, KD isn't going to be playing, right? Yeah, but he'll still get selected, technically, if that makes sense. Okay. So they'll still select him. They'll announce the selections. And then a couple of days later, once they know people are going to play, then they can pick reserves. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I was just thinking, I have got a reserve in place for the starter if we were going to go down that route. But if we're just going voted in, I've gone KD, Giannis, Embiid. Well, we can. I assume your your one of your reserves obviously will be there. So who have you got? Who would start instead of Durant on the night if he can't play from your reserves? Um, I've gone for Jason Tatum starting in that slot. Oh, interesting. Um, it, it's frustrating because for me, again, out of the Boston boys, I'd probably pick Brown this season. However, he's down as a guard, not a forward. And that really frustrates me. 
<laughs> well, think about it this way, though. On your reserves, one of your forwards that are in your current reserves could play instead of KD, and then the wild card could then be Brown. But yeah, but it doesn't make the rest of my team. So yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> there you go. I've gone for Tatum in there. Nice. He's had an up and down season, but he is an all star caliber player. When he is on fire, he is on fire. Um, and I feel like a lot of the time, it's not necessarily him that's let the team down. It's the, it's the players around them. Um, some of it has to do with his tunnel vision, but for yeah. me, I I think he he makes his team. So nice. Even in the last what three days, he's had a fifty-one point game and a thirty-six point game. So there you go. <laughs> so yeah, I would agree. That's a pretty pretty smart decision. Uh, in terms of my reserves, then for backcourt, I've gone with Trey Young. So you've got him in your team already, so have I, as a backcourt reserve, and I've got James Harden as my other backcourt reserve. Uh, I think his numbers are pretty good. He leads the league joint with Chris Paul and assists. Uh, as KD is out, he's only going to play and score more and get more kind of national headlines. The other week they won a game, can't remember who it was, and he scored 41 points. So, yeah, I've gone with Trey Young and Harden as my backcourt reserves. Uh, who are in your reserves? Obviously not Trey Young. No, um, I've got Levine. Yeah, nice. Same, same reasons as you. I, he's got to be in there somewhere. I did, Again, He was. I almost had him starting as well. But um, I, for some reason, just couldn't put two balls to start. Just couldn't do it. It's fair enough. Um, balls are back, babe. And Harden <laughs> as well. Oh, um, nice. We're, we're, we're getting some similar picks there. Again, same reasons. He, he Although he looks a bit sluggish and maybe unfit, he's still putting up incredible numbers and playing really well um, and is holding on to sort of the top four in the single-handedly for Brooklyn at the moment, it feels like. Yeah, very true. Uh, cool. Let's move over to front court reserves. Um, who have you got in those three spots? So obviously, I assume, I assume already, one of them was Tatum, right? Yeah, already mentioned Tatum. So he, he's in there. Someone will uh, have to replace Tatum, though, once Tatum then starts. <laughs> and I can give you that name if you want when I get to it. Uh, it yeah. Then I've gone with Jarrett Allen, I think. Nice. Um, Cleveland have, have earned at least one, potentially two. We'll see. Um, and he's played so consistently, and they are such a different team when he is there and isn't there. Um, he's a real anchor in the defence. He seems to be able to dunk whenever he wants offensively. Um, he's been great for that team and, and they definitely need, I, I think he definitely deserves to be there. Um, up yes. next, I've got Jimmy Butler from the Heat. Um, been out a lot this season with injuries and stuff, which is a real shame because he has had a very, very good season when he's been on the court. Um, I'm not always as convinced as other people about Jimmy Butler's talent and, and potential and stuff, but Ooh. he's definitely, again, he's definitely worth a, a spot on this all-star team. He, he's one of the best players in the league this year at this time. Some Jimmy slander followed by some Jimmy love there. Don't know what to, the crowd don't know what to do with you there. Yeah, I just like to keep everybody on the toes. What's his coffee called again? Um... Big something, is it? Uh, big big face coffee, isn't it? Big face, there you go. <laughs> Legend. Um, we've actually got the same three reserve forwards then, which is very boring for a podcast. Oh, I've got 
I've got Alan Tatum and Butler. Uh, let's do wild card. I'll just add actually a little bit. I think Allen is the best Cav for the All Star when you look at the position group. So I agree with you that he does look pretty good. Uh, his offensive numbers are nice. He suits the All Star game as well. With a lot of dunks. Um, Jason Tatum's been really good the last three weeks. Some of his scoring's good. I know he's a bit of a ball stopper. That's part of the problem in his defense for him and Brown have kind of both been not as good as they should. But it's an All Star game. He is an All Star caliber player. And even though maybe in the West a little bit more. There's some players you could say, okay, this person hasn't had a good season as player X, but you still have to remember what the game is. And it is all-stars and maybe injuries, etc. do play a part. So I've gone with Tatum. Uh, and similar feeling, that's why I've gone with Butler. Uh, he does deserve to be there on performance when he's played. I know he hasn't played as much as others, but they do currently sit top of the East. He is their best player. Um, he has played very well when he has played. The defence takes a step up automatically when he comes back from injury. So... I did want to uh, did want to include Jimmy. Nice. Uh, let's do the two wild cards now, and then you can mention after who's replacing Tatum. Oh. Uh, for wild cards, I've gone with two bucks. I've gone with Drew Holiday and Chris Middleton. Uh, I think Holiday's stats are very underrated this season. A lot of that is because he's the third option, so he does that get a lot better looks than others. But his defensive numbers and kind of shot creation numbers are really nice. Middleton is still scoring pretty well in the clutch. He's had some injury worries, so that's probably why he's not mentioned on a lot of ballots. That I've seen, but I wanted to include him because again, All Star game, maybe doesn't necessarily fit the stereotypical All Star if you speak to uh, Rich Barrett. But uh, I did struggle to find a wild card that deserved it more. Uh, there's a couple of guards I considered, one of which you're probably going to mention, uh, but I would leaned with Middleton just because of the uh, caliber of uh, him as an overall player. So it's my two wild cards. Who are yours? Nice. Um, I've gone with Fred Van Vliet. Um, nice. What is he, the highest usage player in the league? Most yeah. minutes in the league. Um, Good defender as well. Great defender. And he has just kind of been the main man for this Toronto team when they've been through all the struggles. Any wins they've got are because of him, basically. Um, so I, I had to give him a mention, give him a nod, get him on this team. Uh, I, I, I just love, like you said, his defensive tenacity, even though he's a bit of an undersized guard. Yeah. Um, he's fantastic. Yeah. It was him or Middleton for me, so he just missed out for me, but it's very close. Who's your other one? Home of pick. <laughs> I'll put Darius Garland in there. Potentially most improved player of the year. He's Ooh, been an incredible uh, player for Cleveland this year. With Sexton going down, he seems to have really stepped into that point guard role and blossomed. Sexton is a fantastic scorer, but Garland can score and seems to give you everything else, in my opinion. He, he's a better distrib- distributor of the ball. He can run the plays and run the team slightly better. Um, and he fits really, really well with, with the way they've built this roster so far. And without him, there's so many games they would have lost uh, if he hadn't been there, compared to games that maybe where he's like missed a last minute shot or whatever or made a silly decision like he's really matured as a player so I've got to reward that nice homer pick I like it he's 10 to 1 by the way for a most improved player John Morant and Miles Bridges both ahead of him so if you like that have a cheeky Ooh, cheeky bet on that I might have to uh, just quickly then who's the player replacing Tatum on the bench bam give the heat some more love bam straight back from injury straight into all-star absolute monster defensively let's give him some love yeah let's give some love on a 
fun night to a player who can't do anything on offense. That's too Absolutely. Much. <laughs> Let's go to the West End. Starters first, same as we did. Now, this pained me. Everyone knows this is going to pain me. Uh, I have Curry starting, obviously. He was actually going to be captain, but I think LeBron overtook him a couple yes, of days sir. ago. Um, so, I've gone with Curry and Morant. Uh, it actually should be Curry and Chris Paul, but... Uh, I don't think it will be. I think Morant, who is high on the fan vote over Chris Paul, will will get it, even though Chris Paul's other things aren't just scoring, are just incredible this year. But um, yeah, I've given it to Morant and Curry as my two starters. Are they the same as yours? Yeah, I've got Curry and Morant as well. Uh, everything Morant has done this season is just fantastic. That that His team has been so, so good and so enjoyable to watch. And it's been crazy that he has spent quite a lot of time out, yet he yeah. is still easily an all-star starter. He's going to get bounced in the playoff by Luka Doncic, but we'll talk about that another day. Um, so, two forwards I think we'll both have. LeBron James and uh, Nikola Jokic, is that Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Yeah, two very obvious picks, very high in the fan vote. Jokic actually doing nice in the fan vote as well for someone who's European, which is cool to see. Uh, obviously, both had incredible seasons. Jokic arguably better than his MVP. LeBron, um, see what happens now. AD's back, but when he played center for a stretch, he was having some of the best uh, offensive numbers he's had as a Laker, which is cool. Uh, last forward, then. This is a play, uh, kind of area in the team I've seen argued on Twitter, so I'm interested in your thoughts. Who have you gone with as the uh, other forward on the team? This is going to really shock you. But I've put in Draymond Green. Oh, he should be there. He's also not going to play because he's injured. But You look at Golden State's drop-off and the amount of losses they have, and you line that up with games Draymond Green misses, and there it is, folks. There it is. There's the missing link. Best defender and one of the best playmakers in the NBA, and I agree with you. And he's got a back injury. I hate when players have a back injury. It's a calf injury, but they've said it's linked to his back, and any time anyone has anything linked to their back, I was... Get a bit worried. We don't want to see players having terrible back problems because it never seems to end well, does it? These back injuries. No. Nah. Yeah, but yeah, I, I agree. That was who I was debating. I, I, I did wonder if the fact he hasn't played will impact the fan and maybe play a vote a little bit towards the end. So I've gone with Rudy Gobert of the Utah Jazz. Um, obviously started before. Uh, doesn't get millions of minutes because he's not an offensive player. So he'll start the game and after about four minutes, it'll be small ball. Yeah. And Jokic will be running the show. But if Jokic is playing point guard, uh, a lot of the time, you know that Gobert's going to have to uh, get in the paint for some dunks. So. Yeah, absolutely. So I've gone with, uh, I've gone with Gobert. Uh, reserves then. Backcourt reserves. I've gone with the two Phoenix boys. I've gone with Chris Paul and Devin Booker together as my reserves. What about you? This is the uh, we spoke off air before this. This this side of the draw is what frustrated me most in terms of player positions, because <laughs> for me, although he plays point guard or shooting guard a lot, for me, I, I could I would push him into a forward, but I've put him in my guard spots here. I've put Luca. Is he not forward on the vote then? No. Oh, right, I don't know if that messes up your picks. Yeah, I'd have to slide Luca to the wild card. It's all right. Carry on with your uh, Luca chat. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, he's a forward, not not a guard. But there we go. But he's my first guard reserve. My second one's Clay. 
I think Clay's going to shout. Oh, that is big. You haven't got Chris Paul or Devin Booker. Yeah, that's what's killing me, though. They're the I best think, team in the NBA. I know. Uh, and that's why I would put Luca as a reserve forward and then you put in a Phoenix yeah. player. But yeah, the way, see, because uh, the forwards to choose from as well, <laughs> it's not ideal. <laughs> no, it's not. It's not ideal. Yeah, that is interesting because I did... Um, that's that's annoying. I did uh, I did mention uh, sorry I did read yesterday that the Sports Illustrated article and uh, they had Luca as a reserve guard so uh, but you're right on the votes he's uh, sorry he's a reserve forward but he's a reserve guard on the on the vote so yeah. it's difficult. But I, I just think everybody's so excited around the league to have Clay back that he that there's no way he doesn't get in in my opinion. I just, I just think he's he's a shoe in. Interesting. So he's a guard, then. That really does muck it up. Yeah, I've killed you, haven't I? Do you want me to go next with my picks? Well, no, you haven't killed me. You haven't killed it because I haven't got Clay in. Spoiler. But yeah. I agree with you that they will want to put him in. So you haven't killed it, but I'm trying to put Clay in now, and it's, it's just impossible. So, wait, so you've gone with Clay as your guard, one guard. Who's your other guard, though? Luca. Clay and Luca. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I'm all over the place now. Okay. Rumble him. That was going to upset some people. Uh, forwards, then. This is, uh, I've obviously got Draymond Green. I assume you've got Gobert, so we're even there, right? Correct. Nice. And the last two forwards, then, if I can't have my boy Luca as a forward. Oh, uh, absolutely. I've yeah. gone with, well, I don't know, I've gone with garbage. I've gone with Carl Anthony Towns, and I've gone with Anthony Davis. Again, because it's an all-star game, and he'll get the star vote, very much like Carmelo Anthony did at times when New York Knicks were really bad. So even though he hasn't played, if you're including Bam and Jimmy on the other end, I think AD's played very similar to Jimmy. So I actually read yesterday, I think AD's only played two less games than John Morant. So um, I'm going to go with AD, I think, and Kat has mine. Nice. Um, I've gone Paul George. Oh. Uh, I think he just gets the respect vote. He's played so, so well this season. Also injured, though. <laughs> yeah, up until the injury. There's going to be a lot of injury replacements. So yeah, Wiggins will be in because of the injury. I love it. These lineups are going to be switched around, so I'm not too worried about people I've missed off. Spoilers. Um, but I've gone with Paul George. Uh, Who's the other one, though? What a question. I was toying with... Wiggins, but I can't, I can't back him. I can't do it because I don't think he's going to get enough votes from players and from media. Um, what about AD? So I've dropped in AD, yeah. Yeah, similarly. Uh, just because I think it's an all-star game, so they're going to want star players, isn't it, aren't they? But yeah, yeah that is tough. Uh, wild cards then. This is easy for me because I haven't got Luka. I've got the two Phoenix boys. Uh, Luka Doncic and Donovan Mitchell as the two. And uh, no. they arguably... Uh, in many people's eyes, could be better than the two people starting in the West. So, um, yeah, I think that's a pretty sick wild card compared to the East, where I picked Middleton on a day. You've got Donovan Mitchell, who's the best player on probably, what, the third best team in the West. Then you've got yep. Luca, who's the best player in the fourth or fifth best team in the West. So, yeah, I've got Mitchell and Luca. I assume you've got Mitchell, but maybe not. Tell us. I've definitely got Mitchell. And, and by your Chris Paul. that leaves one space. For two players. And I've got to go CP3. I've got to do hey, it. Devin Booker, stay at home, boy. <laughs> but he'll get in on the injury card, so he'll be fine. Over Paul George. 
Yeah, probably. But yeah. But Paul is Paul George, George a forward? Yeah. Paul George is a forward there, though, right? And both your wild cards are guards, so you're not going to be able to replace. Booker's not getting in your team unless a guard gets injured. Then. Well, there you go. Stay at home, Booker. See you later, son. Wiggins, you're in. We love it. Wig, Wigger, nice. yeah. I want to see Wiggins in the All Star game. It's a dream. That's the plan. It might yeah. happen this season. Right. Overall, then, the only difference we had, I think I had Cat, you had Paul George. And I had Middleton and Holiday, you had Garland and Van Vliet. Van the rest Vliet, of our yeah. teams, they may be in different orders, reserve stars, but they're very similar. Interesting. Uh, I mean, it looks like we're going to have um, LeBron and KD. Oh, no, it won't be KD, though, will it? Uh, KD will pick the team from... Past uh, experience because I think he did it one year when he was yeah, injured. Yeah, yeah, did, yeah. But he will draft the team, but Giannis will captain, yeah. I guess. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't mean anything, yeah. does it? When they Basically, what they need to do is when they do the draft, is put an extra player in and KD pick first. If that makes sense. Yeah, that's what they'll do, yeah. Because he's picking a starter to replace himself as well. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Nice. I like it. I, I do actually enjoy the drafts because it's nice to see what they think of uh, their fellow players, isn't it? And see where they oh, yeah. kind of rank people. And jabs. I'm not just saying this because of my bias either, but unless one of their teammates is in the reserves, when they get the first reserve pick, whoever gets it is picking Luka Doncic. Because obviously he's not going to start. Whoever get, They're definitely going to pick him. But obviously, if you've got Clay Thompson there and you're Steph Curry, I know he won't be captain, will he? If you've got James Harden there and you're Durant, you'll pick James Harden. But Whoever, when the, the teammates off the board, my boy Luca, I think, will be there. But we'll see. Yeah. Interesting. Some good teams there. I'm looking forward to All Star Weekend now. I very much enjoy the Saturday night, even with the skills challenge nowadays. I've actually come to quite like that with the bigs uh, beating the guards recently. So I think overall, it's a pretty fun weekend. Yeah, it's nice. It shows how talented a lot of, you know, everybody across every position is. Yeah. I did read actually on the first night where they do the European World Game. They're going to do a halftime show where they get G League and NBA players that aren't involved or maybe are involved um, to do a competition where they have to replicate some of the best playoff shots of all time. Mm-hmm. And like they'll go at it as like two people will go out and replicate the shot and like horse almost and then see who wins. Um, so that's a random halftime event now. So that's an extra thing they've just chucked on. So uh, I'm quite looking forward to it. It should be a good weekend when it comes around. I think it's, what, is it three weeks away now? Let's, let's get the date. You should know this is a Cleveland. Yeah, game. I think it's about three three weeks. It is the actual game is the twenty. The actual game is the twentieth of Twentieth, so. okay. So yeah, it should be exciting. But uh, yeah, let us know on Twitter, guys. Your teams, any uh, people you agree or disagree with, I'm sure we'll tweet them out over the weekend. To see what people think. Um, yeah. And then go follow us at un- underscore Harvard Hoops. Um, ben, sign us off with a words of wisdom about the Cleveland Cavaliers because I want to give you your space now. They're so good. Tell us something about the Cleveland Cavaliers signs off. Come on. I don't know if I need to say anything. I think <laughs> they're doing all the talking for me right now. Oh, I like it. Kevin loves doing a lot of talking. Enjoy that. Hey, Trying try to beat up Blue Dot. But yeah, remember to go follow us on Twitter, guys. Let us know your thoughts. Have a good week, and we'll speak to you next time.